Chairman Fernandez and Ranking Member Obonoti, I want to thank, I want to start by thanking the House Subcommittee on Indigenous Peoples for inviting me to speak. By way of background, I'm a partner at Lahosky Keller in, in our Oklahoma City office, where one of my specialties is federal Indian law. Prior to returning to private practice earlier this year, I served for five years as the Solicitor General for the state of Oklahoma, where I litigated several important federal Indian law cases, including the case that is the topic of today's hearing, Oklahoma v. Castro Huerta. My testimony today represents my own personal views and not those of my current or former employers. In Oklahoma v. Castro Huerta, the Supreme Court held that the federal government and the states have concurrent jurisdiction to prosecute crimes committed by non-natives against tribal members in Indian country. Those crimes are within federal jurisdiction because a federal statute, the General Crimes Act, extended federal law into Indian country. And they are within state jurisdiction because nothing in that federal law said that the federal government's jurisdiction was exclusive or otherwise preempted state jurisdiction. This particular case concerned the prosecution of a foreign national who severely neglected to the point of torture his daughter, who was a member of an Indian tribe based in North Carolina. The, tr the crime occurred in the newly recognized Cherokee Reservation in eastern Oklahoma. The state intervened in this abuse to protect the Native American child from a non-Native abuser. And that is what this case was always about. Do states have jurisdiction within their own borders over people who are not members of a tribe, including those non-Natives who hurt tribal members? Or put another way, the question is, did Congress ever pass a law saying that states have no power to protect tribal members within state borders when those tribal members are abused by non-Natives within the state? The Supreme Court, following a close reading of the laws Congress has enacted and its past precedent, said states have jurisdiction to punish these crimes. I go over all of this because I think it's important to keep in mind what this case is about and to read the Supreme Court's decision for what it says. So while this hearing is about the decision's impact on tribal sovereignty, we should remember that the decision in Castro Huerta is, first and foremost, a ruling about state sovereignty. It says that state borders matter and that state sovereignty matters, which under our Constitution stands for the common sense proposition that states have jurisdiction within their borders unless Congress validly says otherwise. The decision therefore gives meaning to Congress's choice to create states like Oklahoma or New Mexico or California and to establish their borders to include lands that are Indian country. And it correctly observed that Congress never has said states lack jurisdiction over non-Indians within their borders when those persons commit crimes in Indian country. The court's opinion, of course, was not silent on the issues of tribal sovereignty. But what it said was that the exercise of state jurisdiction here would not infringe on tribal self-government because a state prosecution of a crime committed by a non-Indian against an Indian would not deprive the tribe of any of its prosecutorial authority. And I think I just heard Attorney General Hill uh, agree with that idea, that this doesn't affect tribal's prosecutorial authority. And a state prosecution of a non-Indian does not involve the exercise of state power over any Indian or over any tribe. The only parties to the criminal case are the state and the non-Indian defendant. Nor was this opinion silent on the role of the federal government. The court held that both the states and the federal government can prosecute these crimes, providing a dual layer of protection. State prosecution would supplement federal authority, not supplant federal authority. But the state being forced to turn a blind eye when non-Indians abuse Indians doesn't serve anyone's interests, not state interests, not federal interests, and not tribal interests. 
Some have suggested that Congress try to pass a law overturning the result in Castro Huerta. I think that would be ill-advised. As the Supreme Court stated in its opinion, such a rule would require states to treat Indian victims as second-class citizens. And I know from my experience in Oklahoma, in which the vast majority of Indian country now lives, that when states are hobbled in their ability to protect Native victims, the unfortunate results are all too predictable. Thank you, and I welcome any questions the subcommittee members may have. 